Hello and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Before I Knew You podcast. Last week's episode was slightly heavy, slightly hard, but filled with so much love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, but this week, we're going to lighten things up a little bit. Um, but before we get started with what our light-hearted topic will be today... And I want to talk to you about something inappropriate. We have a major announcement. No, it's not major. Yes, it is. Extremely major. I'm getting a wiener dog. We're getting a wiener We're dog. We're getting a wiener dog. Um, my and wiener. I, I don't even get to pick the next dog out. She picks every dog out. Uh, well, sorry. Um... Our wiener dog has not been born yet. Tell him about honey. Um, okay. Well, first of all, our wiener dog hasn't been born yet, and her due date is August 15th, so we will most definitely keep you posted on when our wiener dog Yes, because I'm sure everybody really cares about They do care about my wiener dog. No my one wiener cares. dog's name is going to be Slinky, like Toy Story. Because we're major Toy Story fans in this house. Mostly because of Emery. And I can't wait. So, um, I think it was our last episode. We told you guys that we had two dogs. We have Bear, who is a black lab. And then we had Honey, who is a golden doodle. Um, we adopted Honey from a family member almost a year ago. Um, but within that year, Honey was just having seizures, and um, I just don't think that we were the best fit for Honey. Um, so last weekend, we um, gave Honey to kind of a, a friend, if you will. And unfortunately, Honey basically went into a constant seizure. Um, she was having, like, seizure after seizure for multiple days, and um, her new family took her into the vet, and they ultimately decided that the best thing for Honey would be uh, just to be put down because her brain had too much brain damage from all the seizures she was having. So, RIP to Honey. Yep. And then Kenna quickly wanted a wiener dog. But I thought you told me you didn't want a wiener dog before. You see, you told me that a couple days ago, and I just don't remember ever telling you that I didn't want a wiener dog. No, you definitely told me. I don't think it was that long ago. You made fun of me for it, I think. So I guess essentially you picked the next dog if you've already brought up a wiener dog. Nice try, buddy. Well... You've already brought up a wiener dog, apparently, in conversation, so... I just said I don't mind wiener dogs. Um, I have... And then next thing you know, she's searching all over the world for a wiener dog. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't realize that wiener dogs were so dang expensive. But I was finding some wiener dogs for, like, $3,500. That is unbelievable to me for just a little dog. Too much for a dog. But there's we, some dogs that go for like twenty thousand dollars. I have a coworker who's trying to breed some so he can sell some. Did you ask him if we could have one to sell? No, he wouldn't do that. Oh. It would be a good idea though. Yeah. We're always looking for that extra cash. But I can imagine someone paying twenty thousand dollars for a dog. That is crazy. That's how much he's gonna sell his puppies for? Yeah, I think he bought one for like fifteen or ten thousand. Holy buckets! And then they're breeding a purebred something doodle. 
Uh, they got you with the doodle. Those doodle things are always mm-hmm. expensive. Don't buy a dog that has a name doodle or poodle or <laughs> oodle in it. Just buy a wiener dog. Short hair. Yeah. So um, I got to go meet Slinky, our new wiener dog. I got to go meet Slinky's mom and dad. And um, also, I met, in total, I met 24 wiener dogs that day. 24. I want to say some jokes, but I probably shouldn't. It's a lot of wieners. I can't talk. (laughs) Well, I do have to say, given our um, most recent circumstances um, from February to now, I do have to say that the day I went and met all those wiener dogs was the most joy my heart has felt in a really, really long time. Yeah. Wiener dogs are fun. They're cute, and they don't run very fast, and they're... They just like to, my favorite part is they're not like a, you need to exercise them, but they're not like a dog that needs a lot of energy. Like our black lab? Yeah. she Who never stops wanting to play fetch? Yeah, even in bed last night, she was like whining. Trying to get us to throw her toy. And I was like, go to bed, I'm not playing with you. The lab never stops, so we need a dog who is just going to be teeny tiny and want to just hang out. Yeah, so. So, that is why I'm getting a wiener dog. She's been telling everybody she's been super excited about it, so it makes me happy, so. I'm very excited about my wiener dog, and I thought. But we don't get him till October, right? Yeah. It's a long time away. The litter's going to be born mid-August, and then we don't get him for eight weeks after that. And she actually told me that. If come the eight weeks, if our puppy hasn't reached the two-pound mark, we can't take it home until it's two pounds. Yeah. So we need to make sure our puppy gets fat. Just choose the biggest one you see when you get there. And I prayed that they would be all female so that we can just have the pick of the litter. What pick are we? Two. There's one person in front of us who also wants a female. Yeah. We'll get a female. How much are they selling the males for? Uh, they're all the same price. See, males are normally cheaper than the females. Yeah, well, the price we're paying for this wiener dog is much less than a normal priced wiener dog. So we yeah. cannot complain. No, but still. So, yes, stay tuned. I will post pictures of Slinky the wiener dog as soon as I lay my eyes on her. So, with that, that is going to take us into the main topic of this episode. Today we're going to talk about our two kids that we have. We're going to tell kind of like partially their birth stories and partially who they are and just the joy that they bring us. Yep. So I guess that leads us to Emery. So I guess I'll let you get started, but do we want to start with how we picked the name out or? Yeah, we can start with that. So there's this band called Emery. Would you like me to tell my side of the story first? Tell your side of the story first. (laughs) Since I came up with the name first? No, she didn't. Okay, so, as you all know, before Emery, we had two miscarriages. But, when we got pregnant with our second baby, I had a dream that we had a baby girl and we named her Emery Grace. And so I brought it up to Ty. I was like, Ty, what about the name Emery? Because I know that you have a band that you like whose name is Emery. And then I had a dream that we had an Emery. And so I was like, this will be the perfect name. And you said no. No, that's not. I don't remember that part. Think what you want. I don't think that part happened. Oh, okay. It might have, but I don't remember it. Um, so then I like the name Emery. So then we got pregnant the third time. And 
You were set on the name Emery for a boy or for a girl. Yeah, I think it's a good boy's name. And I did not want to name my boy Emery, but I agreed that if we had a girl, I would name her Emery. I think Emery is a cool boy's name. I think it'd go either way. Well, I wanted it to be a girl name. And so it was Emery. And there's a band I like named Emery, which one of my favorite bands. So I decided, uh, we decided that her first name would be Emery. And then I had the idea, because there's another band I like called May, spelled M-A-E. Is that how we spell Emery's? And so we put her middle name as May. Did you really just ask me how we spell Emery's middle name? Yeah, because I had a brain fart and I couldn't remember. Okay. I was I just wanted to clarify that. I was pretty sure. So, and then I decided her last name should be uh, Hilbert. That's clever. Thanks. That took a lot of thought, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have our little Emery May. Um, so, Emery is our rainbow baby. Um, she was born September 25th, 2020. Uh, it was probably the most amazing, most happiest day of my life, aside from marrying you, of course. Of course. Yes, when little Emery came in, she was like just the perfect baby. When she came out, she was like a little doll. She really was. Even the nurses said that they have never seen a baby come out that cute. Yeah, she was so, so cute. Like there, that like, legitimately, look at my social media or Thai social media. There was like legit no flaws. And I know everybody says that, but she like actually was. Yes. Because I'm not a fan of like, I don't know if this is mean or not. I don't like the way babies look most of the time. <laughs> like sometimes they come out looking weird. So, uh, you know. So, after... Um, but Emery was just like, yeah, she's cute. After, right off the bat. After they handed Emery over to me, my very first words were, oh my gosh, she's actually cute. Because we were so afraid of what our baby was going to look like. We were scared they might look like me. No, we just... Everybody knows that when a baby comes out, they're not always super cute. They've been through a traumatic experience, and so they're not very cute all the time. But Emery came out very cute. And she is still the most adorable little girl ever. Yep. I cut the uh, cord. Mm -hmm. Um. So, let's back up a smidgen. So, our due date with Emery was October 1st. And I started having a lot of contractions around like 37 weeks, uh, like extremely painful contractions. And um, I went to the doctor on one of my OB appointments and um, they hooked me up to, I don't know what it's called, but like they checked like the contractions in the doctor's office and I was contracting regularly but I wasn't like dilating or anything like that. So then we did an ultrasound and we found out that Emery was what they call sunny side up. So Emery was flipped around in the womb, which, which made me really hungry. And so then I went back home oh and no. made some eggs. Here we go. Um, so since Emery was sunny side up, and bacon. The, <laughs> the contractions that I was having wasn't allowing me to um, like allowing me to go into like active labor. My contractions weren't doing anything for me. Um, So on September 25th, um, they decided that it would probably be best if we just induced um, since Emery wasn't turning around and yada, yada, yada. So on September 25th, I was induced and we welcomed our first beautiful little rainbow baby, Emery. What time did we go in? Was it late at night, 11? Yeah, actually, I think we kind of went in at, like, on September 24th, like, right before midnight we went in. Yeah. And then Emery was born around 9, you said? No, she was born around 4. 4 It was, like, 4.35 mor- in the afternoon or something like that. It was, like, I, I think it, I think it was, like, 17 hours total. Maybe I'm thinking about Callie. Callie was quick. But Emery's labor was, like, 17 hours total, I think, thereabouts. 
was that the time you yelled at me when I was sleeping? Or was that Callie? No, that was Callie. Okay. We'll get to that one too. So Emery, yeah, it was, I was induced and there was like a few minor hiccups in um, Emery's uh, delivery with just some like, because she was sunny side, they couldn't keep her on the monitor very well. And then um, her heart rate dropped at one point. Um, yeah, that was kind of I scary. passed out one time. <laughs> but yeah. other than those minor hiccups, Emery's... Emery's stuff was really pretty smooth, and um, we brought her home on time, and she was just, still is, just the most precious little girl. She's so sweet. She's so caring. She's so empathetic. Yeah, it's always weird bringing home your first kid, because they're like, all right, you guys are ready to go. And we're like, we just take this thing home with us? (laughs) What do we do? What do we do? (laughs) It's kind of weird, like, when we're in the hospital having a baby, it's kind of, I don't like, like, this is probably going to sound weird, but like, especially with Emery, I was afraid to just like, just like go pick her up and hold her. Like, I felt like I had to like ask the nurses their permission if I could hold Emery. Like, I just felt like they were in charge and not that they were like, like trying to come across as like, we're the boss, we make the rules, but it was just like, I just it was our first time and so I just wasn't really sure how to like approach the situation. Yeah. It we were just I'm sure that's like everybody's first yeah. experience there. But I remember not sure. I remember when they handed Emery over to me. Remember when I saw that old man and his was it his girlfriend or something? Um They were like in that class with us. Old man? I don't know if he's an old man, but he looked old, and she looked kind of young. Oh, like I she was do like remember that. I wonder yeah. how they're doing. And I was like, do you think that's her dad, or do you think that's her husband? I do husband? remember that. And we were just couldn't tell who it was. Yep. Yep. So. Side note. That was weird. We went to one of those <laughs> classes where they teach you all about what's going to happen and what goes through pregnant or giving birth and all that, and... Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, we we um don't have to do that again, probably. Probably didn't have to do it the first time. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but anyways, I remember they handed Emery to me, and I sat there and I held her and I snuggled her for a little bit, and then they wanted to um take her and get her height and her weight and yada yada yada. And the pediatrician came over to me, and I was just like crying alligator tears and she came over to me and she was like oh honey are you okay and I just kind of wanted to be like what do you mean am I okay (laughs) I just birthed a baby that wasn't a small feat (laughs) yeah I think you were you were just relieved I was relieved and I was just overly emotional because we had two miscarriages before Emmy and so it was just like we were finally finally holding our baby and it was just if you've ever had a miscarriage and then had a successful live birth you know exactly what I'm talking about you just and and probably no matter what no matter if you've had miscarriage or not you're just overcome with so much emotion and so much relief and yeah, it's so weird it's like this comes out of your body and then there it is living breathing miracle and it's you know crying and alive and it's part of you part of me I wish that somebody would have told me before we went in to have Emery I wish somebody would have said like take mental pictures take mental videos take actual pictures and videos of like the whole experience because I feel like it's really easy to kind of forget like all the things that happened and like you kind of forget all the feelings that go into it because it's just like so many things are happening yeah and you're bringing a life into the world and so it's like you're not really focused on taking pictures right and we'll post some pictures on the social for this episode yeah we could do that but you would always get mad at me because i would be sleeping well, I wouldn't get mad at you. You would just go to sleep at the most inconvenient times. Like, I need something, and you're just over there snoring. Well, it was 
like super late. And when I fell asleep, you didn't need nothing. And I don't yell at you. I just have to raise my voice because you're kind of far away from me. So I just have to raise my voice to get your attention. It's not that I'm mad at you. Yeah. Nice one. It's the truth. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just raising my voice at you. It's the truth. I'm just (laughs) making my volume a smidgen louder because you can't hear me when you're sleeping. Smidget. All right. So now we took Emery home. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't mind having babies right when they're born at home. They're kind of nice to have. Um, and but like they're, they're super sweet and precious and, and they sleep warm all the time. and cuddly. And, and if your wife breastfeeds, then their the dad really doesn't have a whole lot to do. Yeah, you just get to hold her after she gets done eating. And the naps are the best when I nap with the little baby on my chest. Yeah, we do have a lot of those pictures, don't we? Those were good times. Um, so we bring Emery home, and she was, like, hindsight, Emery was the most incredible easy baby ever. But in the moment, I felt like Emery cried a lot. And I, I didn't think she cried a lot. But... Hindsight is most definitely Emery was an incredibly easy baby. And she's still pretty much yeah, is. Yeah, she is. She's a little bit needy, but she's, she's, needy, she's pretty but easy. She's so smart, and she just she learns stuff so quickly. She's uh, almost three. She already knows her shapes, her alphabet. All of she her colors. Count to ten, all her colors. And yeah, she's, she's wildly smart. But my mom is a preschool teacher, so that probably has a little bit to do with it. And, you know, I think the iPad. We let her watch her little kid's YouTube on the iPad. And she just gobbles that up every morning. She she wants to watch it. We're probably bad parents for letting her do that. But I don't know. It's like a kind of... Okay, but we have limits. It's not like it's on all day and she just plays the iPad. No, but it's like, you know, if we're kind of busy, we just give that to her. But it's a weird age where it's like... You can, it's kind of unknown territory. Like, you know, back in the day when your parents were like, hey, don't get too close to that TV, it'll ruin your eyes, which probably isn't true. You know, because we would be sitting closer to the TV. But, you know, so maybe there's some, it's a different age, and so I think it's still trial and error. I think it's been helping her a lot. I think that there's a fine line of too much where kids are just like 100% dependent on it, which is not Emery. No, she loves going outside. So I think we've done a really good job with having boundaries with it, but we do let her have the iPad. and She loves going outside, but when she wants to go inside, she says she's cold. Even when it's 100 degrees outside. Even when it's 100 degrees and we're all just sweating. She's like, Dad, I'm cold. I'm like, no, you're not. And then she just disappears. She wants to watch Mario. She is into Mario lately. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, oh, Emery. Let me add. Oh, okay. That I always wanted a little kid that would want to watch these movies with me. Like the, It's creepy if I would go to the movie theater and watch like uh, some of these animated movies by myself. You know, that's always kind of weird when there's an old guy just by himself in there. So it's nice to have a little buddy that makes me look like a good dad, but... Wants to watch them too. She doesn't make you look like a good dad. You are a good dad. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Kenna. <laughs> you haven't taken her to the movies yet, but I'm sure it is just around the corner. Yeah, it'll be soon. I'm just probably when maybe when she's about three or Yeah. She still loses interest here and there. Yeah. But what little kid doesn't? She'll like the movies though. Yeah. Get her some popcorn. That'll be a fun day. That will be a fun day. Little daddy-daughter dates. Because you don't go to the movies with me ever. No, and in my opinion, movies aren't exactly quality time to spend with your person. So See, you're wrong there, but uh, well, that's a topic for another time. Yeah, we can talk about that another time. But if you're listening to this, weigh in and let us know your opinion on that. Movies way are quality time. Anywho... 
Emery was a very easy baby, and um, I was working for a youth ministry called Young Life at the time of Emery's birth, uh, and I was just really feeling like I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was really feeling just like, even though I was going to get to bring her to work with me, like, every single day, I just felt like I wanted to stay home with her and um, just be a 100% mom. Um, And so I got done with my maternity leave, and I went in for my first shift, and... I sat down with my boss, who was also my uncle, and he was like, you know, it's good to have you back, but like, let's cut to the chase here. Do you even want to be here? And I just started crying because I'm like, how does he know that all this time that I've been at home with Emery, all I can think about is I just want to be home with Emery. And I started crying and I was like, to be honest, no, I just want to stay home with Emmy. And he was like then why are you here? And I was like, wow, you're right. So um, I quit my job and became a stay-at-home mom, um, all without fully having discussion with Ty. Yeah. I I went to my boss. I sat down and I said, I want to stay home too. And he said, well, do you want money? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, there you go. And I'm still working with my job. Well, I don't think it went exactly like that, but. No, that never happened. Yeah. I just stayed so working. I left work that day for the last time and I texted Ty and I said, well, I guess I'm a stay at home mom. And you said, not even part time. And I said, no, I quit. And the rest is history. Yep. Thankfully, it was received well and thankfully. Um, I feel like you knew my heart and my desire in being a stay-at-home mom, so there wasn't much, like, discussion that needed to be had other than I probably could have said to you, I'm going to quit my job rather than quitting my job and then telling you I quit my job. But Yeah, and your mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and, you know, just kind of how we grew up and kind of what we expected kind of what we were wanting to do so so I stayed home with Emmy it was just me and Emmy for uh, quite a few months Um, I just my little shadow I took her everywhere with me all the time Um, it was just it was the sweetest time just me and Emmy Um, I wasn't we weren't super like worried about like sleep training or routines or anything like that like we just Ty and I we just wanted to soak in all the time that we could soak in with Emery and so um we snuggled and took naps with her all the time and she co-slept with us until like six months uh, it was just we just wanted to love on our baby and snuggle our baby and not have any routines or any like We have to be doing this by this time. We just wanted to have our baby, and we did exactly that. Yep. And then around, I think Emery was nine months old when we went to Hawaii. She was nine or ten months old when we went to Hawaii. I think she was nine. Don't go to Hawaii with the baby. (laughs) And we went to Hawaii with my parents, and it was still fun, but it was a little bit difficult with a nine-month-old baby. So we had, like, three flights, and the middle flight to San Francisco, plane was all boarded, and Ken and I were sitting together with uh, the baby. She had the window seat. I was in the middle. We were like, all right, sweet. There's not going to be anyone else sitting next to us. And so this guy comes in super late, and you can just tell he's kind of out of his mind or something. And, of and course. I was I was already nursing Emmy, and he said, oh, great. I love babies. Yeah. Very sarcastically. And I knew from then on it was not going to be a good flight. And, of course, he sat down next to us, and he was just, he was on some, some type of drug or alcohol. Or, or all of the above. Yeah, and it was just, like, the worst. It was only, like, 
an hour flight, I think. Uh, I think it was a little bit more than that, but but it was Denver to San Fran, so it was a little bit longer than an hour, but it it felt like an eternity. He was like, I, I was just ready to fight the whole time. Like, Homeboy built a shank. He had like a paper clip and was like wrapping it around his fist or to his finger. And like he had like fist. these massive skull rings on and he had it wrapped around his skull ring. And he, he would like, yeah, and then he, the lady would give him coffee and he would spill it. And then he'd ask for some more coffee and he would like kind of doze off like he's, and then he'd wake up and he would spill his coffee again. And like I thought I was gonna have to fight this guy on the plane, so I was just tense the whole time. I literally had my hands <laughs> down by my, ready with like fist, ready to like if I had to like defend. And I tried looking at the flight lady, the flight attendant, flight attendant. Thank you. And like looking down at his hand, like, hey, this guy's building something with his hand. But every time she would walk by, he had that magazine and he would put it over his yeah, hand he so covered nobody it up. could see. So I was freaking out pretty good. And, you know, I think I should also say about Ty, he is, like, you are so chill. Like, not many things make your heart rate go up. Like, we'll be somewhere and I'll be like, oh, wow, that person had me a little bit nervous. And you would be like, nah, everything was fine. Everything's always going to be fine. So nothing makes you get very fired up. But this guy did. You you were most definitely in full-on dad-husband protector mode. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I could have took, took him. Probably because he was on all the things, but it didn't make it any less stressful. It was And it was during COVID, too, so we all had to wear masks. And he wouldn't wear his mask, and they were, like, always yelling at him to wear his mask, and it, it was just quite the experience Yeah, we finally got off that plane, and I decided to go sit down somewhere and just relax. And then remember when we were sitting there? We were like, how did that guy get on the plane? We were sitting there venting about it, and then he walked around the corner. Yeah, now thinking about it, <laughs> I should have went and told somebody that that was not okay, but it probably would have made us fill out a bunch of paperwork, and I think we were kind of in a hurry to get to our next flight, maybe a little bit. Yeah. We had like an hour yeah, or so. Yeah, we didn't have very very long layover, and I think we just wanted to get the heck off of that plane. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyways, we went to Hawaii with Emmy. I think she was about nine months old. Um, and it was a super fun time. And then we came home and I had a friend coming from, I did a mission trip and I had a friend coming from um, my mission trip. Well, actually, both of my friends were coming, but I just went to Rapid City to pick up my one friend off of the airplane. And my mom came with me, and on the way there, I started getting a little bit car sick, and she was like, that's kind of strange. And then my friend got there, and I was like, yeah, just like, I don't feel the greatest. I just feel kind of nauseous. And then the next day, we went to eat Taco Bell for lunch with my mom, and I didn't even, I was probably halfway done with my lunch, and I felt like I was going to puke, and I hauled butt out of Taco Bell to the parking lot, and I started dry heaving in the parking lot. And my mom was like, I really think you should consider taking a pregnancy test. And I was like, Mom, like, <laughs> I am not pregnant. Like, Ty and I have already discussed, like, we're going to let Emmy get a little bit older. We had discussed waiting until Emery's first birthday to start trying to get pregnant again, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I had a leftover pregnancy test from Emery's pregnancy. And so my friend and I went home, and uh, we each went to uh, the bathroom and I was like you know what while I'm in here I was going to take a pregnancy test and that way I can just say I'm not pregnant everything is fine I took the pregnancy test and it came back positive and Kelsey and I met my friend Kelsey we met like <laughs> in the hallway she, we came out the bathrooms at the same time and I had the pregnancy test in my hand and I handed it to her, and she was just freaking out. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to feel. Because we'd already discussed waiting to get pregnant. But I was pregnant. And so then, I got a onesie. And Kelsey and I designed it all cute. We wrote Big Sister on it, made it all cute, and put it on Emery. For when Ty came home from work... That would be the way we announced to him 
that I was pregnant. And Ty walks in the door and she crawls over to him and she's so excited to see him and he picks her up and he reads her onesie. He was like, big sister, and then puts her down and just walks away. Yeah, I didn't. I was, it did not even register. I was like, that's a weird onesie. I was like. I thought someone like gave it to us or something. I was, I was like, like no. hey, what did her onesie say? And you were like, big sister. And then you turned and looked at me and gave me those eyes like, are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep. So round two. Yep. And so then coming up with Callie's name. We had a little trouble coming up with that one, didn't we? I like short names. I don't want a long name. I want something that's... And I kind of like Bible names. But and Ty does, does not like Bible names. No, and so we Everybody just, does Bible names and I'm like, All We right. just can't always agree on a name because... You can only have so many Joshes and so many two, Caleb's and so many... We have two different styles of naming a baby. No, it's just because everybody did Bible names. So I'm like, let's do something... Let's do something original. Something that has a little meaning behind it. Of course, Callie really doesn't have a... Her first name doesn't. Yeah. So, we came up with her first name. I named it from Daddy Daycare, that movie, when that girl's like, my name's Callie, like California. That's seriously why you like that name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we got... I can't remember what the app is called, but we got that app where you can, like... It's like Tinder for baby names, and you can swipe... If you like a name or don't like a name, and it links your phone to your partner's phone, and then it tells you if you've each liked a name, and then at the end it compiles a whole list for you of all the names that you like, and Callie was a mutual name that we liked, and we slept on it for a couple days, and we were like, we found out she was a girl, and we were like, that's definitely it. So we have our little Callie. And then uh, my great-grandpa, his name was Eugene. We called him Grandpa Gene. Um, and so Callie's middle name is Gene. So we have Callie Jean Hilbert. Um, so, yeah, her name is really sweet. Yep. Callie was a bit of a tough pregnancy. I mean, I guess it wasn't super bad, but it was like... It wasn't were, tough. You it was were just pretty like... sick, I thought, most of the time. Yeah, but I'm sick with all my pregnancies all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, trying to enjoy my nachos, and she's over there puking. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Just kidding. Um, but Callie's pregnancy, it was super smooth, um, leading up to approximately, well, I remember it was the night of my birthday. We all went out to eat. So it was like a month and a half before Callie's due date. Um, we went out to, or maybe it was like two months before Callie's due date, we went out to eat and I started having a lot of contractions and you were like, do we need to go to the hospital? Yada, yada. And I was like, no, like, I think I was only like 30 weeks at that time. And I was like, no, I think when we're done here, I just need to go home and relax, put my feet up. Um, we just need to call it a night after we get done eating here. And the contraction stopped, and then I had an appointment. Um, yes, that would be right. I had an appointment two weeks later, and so I was 32 weeks, and they asked me, have you been having any contractions? And I was like, well, <laughs> I've been having a lot of contractions. And they were like, well, are they painful? Like, what do they feel like? I'm like, not painful, just constantly having them. So they hooked me up to the contraction machine at the doctor's office again, and... Um, discovered that I was in labor at 32 weeks with Callie. And so... But they sent you back home, though, right? No, they sent me to the hospital. Yeah, but then you went home. Yeah, I went home after the hospital. Yeah, you didn't have Callie, though. No. Right. But you just ruined my story. Sorry. Thanks for that. I didn't want you to forget the good part. <laughs> um. So... Uh, yeah, they sent me over to the hospital. Um, and I think I, I came home for that. No, you did not. I went to, with you one time to the hospital. Cause you it was having, not that time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I specifically remember being 100% by myself. Noth nothing against you. It's just the nature of the beast. Yep. Um, so I had to get a series of three different shots 
and they got labor to shut down. Um, and then I went home and they were like, just make sure you don't like do too much crazy stuff. So that was at 32 weeks. And then at 36 weeks, I had a doctor's appointment and, um, she asked again, like, are you having contractions? Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no, not really. Everything's pretty much slowed down since I went to the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we had gone one other time prior to that for some contractions, um, but they uh, decided that I wasn't in labor. They sent me home. That was at like 34 weeks. Then at 36 weeks, I had my doctor's appointment. I went home and I laid down on the couch to take a nap while Emery was taking a nap and I was woke up by the pain of contractions. And I texted Ty and I was like, I don't know if this necessarily means that I'm in labor, but these contractions are something different. So Ty came home from work. I went out to eat with my grandma. I went out to lunch, went and hung out with my mom all while having contractions. And then you came home from work and you were like, are you sure you're good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And you were like, good enough that I can go start my laundry and we'll be good to like make sure my laundry's done. And I was like, yes, like we're not going to the hospital tonight. Everything will be fine. This happened one other time and it went away. So we started counting and timing my contractions and they were like two to three minutes apart. And so Ty was like, will you please text Dr. Biggs? So I texted her and she was like, yep, that sounds like labor to me. You better head up to the hospital. So we went up to the hospital. My clothes weren't done. By his, oh, yeah. His clothes were still in knee deep water. <laughs> uh, so he had to real quick go throw his soaking wet clothes in the dryer for like 10 seconds while I got all of our stuff loaded up and figured out and all that. Go up to the hospital and sure enough, I was in labor. And they admitted us. That was uh, probably about 8 p.m. And we had Callie at 3.59 a.m. on January 27th. Yep. And then you yelled at me. You're really stuck on this, like, I yell at you thing during labor. I think if you've been in labor before and your significant other is there and you don't have to yell at them, like, please let me know, like how you make that happen because I was in dead sleep and she was yelling my name and I like was kind of awake because she just and I was like what and then you're like give me a bag I was like I'm gonna throw up I need a puke bag and then you were like so like discombobulated you didn't even know where you were She's I like, like over I there. need you to give me a puke bag so I get up and I don't know where the heck I am or what I'm looking for or what I so I'm like opening cabinet. She's like, no, it's on the wall. I was, I was like, it's by the door, by the sink, on the wall. And you just could not find it. And you got that puke bag to me just in time. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Callie's labor or Callie's delivery, the nurse came in and she checked my dilation. I was dilated to a seven. And um, the the doctor, Dr. Biggs, she was already there because, once again, we had, like, a heart rate drop thing. And so she Callie had to was, come. Kelly was early, right? Yeah, 36 weeks. Um, So at 36 weeks, you're considered premature by one week. So we had, like. She was pretty tiny. Yeah, she was little. She was, like, a six-pounder or a five-pounder. But um, so Dr. Biggs, thankfully, was already there. But the nurse comes in and she checks my dilation and she was like, okay, you're progressing well. You're dilated to a seven. It shouldn't be too much longer. And you guys, I am not kidding when I say this. She was no more than out the door. And I was like, Ty, this does not feel good. Like I, I had already had the epidural, but it wasn't working. And so I was just like feeling everything. And they had already called the guy to come back to redo my epidural because it, d it didn't like take or whatever the first time. And I told Ty, I was like, I need you to go find the nurse. She just walked out the room. I need you to go find her and tell her that like whatever I'm feeling does not feel good. It hurts so bad. And so she came back in and I was like, 
I was like climbing up the back of the bed. I was like, she, this baby is coming out of me. And she's like, no, you are literally dilated to a seven. I was in here five minutes ago. You were dilated to a seven. Everything is fine. Just your epidural isn't working. So you're just feeling everything extra, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm telling you she's coming out. And she's like, well, I guess I can check you again. And she goes to check my dilation. And she was like, oh, explicit word. You're ready. And then it was like people were running around frantic. They're like, where's Dr. Biggs? Someone go find Dr. Biggs. And Dr. Biggs was sleeping in the little doctor's room down the hallway. And she came in the... Didn't yell at her. Oh, I did yell at them. (laughs) Remember when I told them that their epidural was a bad word? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, Dr. Biggs came in the room and she had like deer in the headlights look. Like, her eyes were so big, she just got woke up. I was screaming, and we did only a couple pushes, and our sweet little five-pound Callie Jean was here. Oh, Callie. And, you know, we should have known that at 32 weeks, when I went into labor with Callie the first time, we should have known that Callie was going to be a little spitfire. But we didn't take the warnings. She's uh, she's a handful. So when you have a baby that's considered preemie, they, well, at least um, at our hospital, they wanted wanted to check Callie's blood sugar and like all of her vitals every time before she ate. So every time it was time to nurse her, we had to call the nurses in and they had to prick her little heel. They had to check her blood sugar and make sure everything was still good. And then I could feed her. So that was like a little extra dumb thing we had to do. And then um, during during the night, they actually ended up taking her and they had to do a car seat test. They had to like make sure her oxygen levels stayed where they needed to be sitting in the car seat to make sure we, we could go We had to stay an home. extra day, didn't we? I think we stayed an extra day with Callie. Mm, I don't remember. But probably since she was preemie, probably. Yeah, I think they made us stay 24 hours or something. Well, that's what you normally stay is 24 hours. Oh, well, I remember we stayed a little later, but I don't know. It was, uh, Callie's delivery was quite the experience, uh, just because of, uh, like, it just, it happened so fast. Um, and she was so tiny, so it was basically effortless. Um, and she, she was so quiet when she was born. Like she barely made a peep. She just wanted to snuggle and be held. And that's what we did the whole time we were in the hospital. And then we got Callie home and all hell broke loose. I don't remember her being that bad as a baby. Maybe she cried a little bit more than Emery did. Oh, Callie cried sun up to sun down for like six months. Yeah, I don't remember that. Okay, sure. ask anybody. Ask me. No, you're just blocking out the trauma. Like. No, Callie uh, screamed her head off all the time. I don't remember. That's my final answer. Okay, I'll trust you. I was at work, probably. Mom, if you're listening to this, or Dad, if you're listening to this, and when we post it, will you comment and tell us if Callie cried all the time or not? Thank you. Or if you want to be on my side, say you support me. Okay, so there's a reason (laughs) that Callie cried all the time. So we would take her to her pediatrician appointments, and they were just like, well, she was preemie, and she was like throwing up all the time, like constantly throwing up. That's what I remember. She was Projectile throwing up all the time. And crying. You couldn't feed her without her puking. Like, she would puke more than I would feed her. Like, little girl puked everything constantly. Yeah, that's the part I was like. And so every time we went to the doctor, I was like, like, something is wrong. Like, she just, she keeps puking. And they were like, well, she was a preemie. So, like, things are still developing. And also, um, she came, like, how, like, fast she came, like, through like the birth canal or whatever, they were like, she probably took on a whole bunch of fluid on her way out. 
And so now it's just her body's way of like getting all the fluids out, yada, yada, yada. And then the next appointment, I was like, she still pukes all the time. And they were like, well, she was preemie. And so, and she's kind of short. So her esophagus is short. And so she just, when she burps, she just throws up because she's so small. And then the next doctor's appointment, I was like, Callie's still throwing up. And then finally. It was like a year. No. Yeah. It was like four months. Oh, it was like a year of throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Till. And then at. Like right before her first birthday, maybe. It was Callie's. Um, four-month checkup, I went in, and I held her up to the nurse. They were like, do you have any problem, blah, blah, blah. I held her up, and I said, she's broken. She does not stop puking. She does not stop crying. And so then the doctor came in, and she was like, okay, do you think it's time maybe we think about trying some medication? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had already tried. I stopped breastfeeding Callie. Uh, we went on to like a thickened added rice acid reflux formula. So I stopped. I, I tried to fix the problem on my own. I stopped nursing her. I tried to fix my diet, all the things, and she was still puking. So that we went to the formula and she was still puking. And so then the doctor was like, okay, let's try this medication because I'm suspecting that she has acid reflux. So they tried this medicine and it was like... Nope, still not working. She still pukes all the time. She still cries all the time. So then they changed her medicine. And finally, finally, after a whole bunch of trial and error and months and months and months of puking and crying, we cracked the code. They put Callie on Nexium. And it didn't fix the puking per se, but it fixed the crying. And she needed a certain kind of... Baby formula, right? Yeah, that added rice or whatever it is, formula. Yeah. Formulas was expensive. And then there yeah, was a and time. And it was during the shortage. That and it was during the that. shortage. So it was like, anytime you go anywhere, you just double check, see if there's something We there. had a friend that went to Minnesota that brought us back a whole bunch of formula because it was nowhere to be found around us. So she, when she went to Minnesota, she brought home like 10 cans think, of formula I think the us. good part, it wasn't the main formula, so there was a little bit more. But there was still none in but July. But there was still none. But I think you could find, you'd have one on the shelf of that kind. You'd be like, oh, sweet. I would occasionally get one like small can. But it, we never went without. I will say that. Yeah. We always had a formula, but... There God, were a couple. That stuff smells so bad. I hate. <laughs> I hate that. That formula stuff. puke was something. I'm talking That's about the formula beast. itself. I hated that smell. Yeah, I'm. I was glad when that was done. Yep. Plus, it was very expensive. So then we hit. So Callie's a little bit older now, and a year and a half. And she she has to be told things. 600 times. 600 times before she <laughs> stops doing it. Natural consequences are not good enough for Callie. Yeah, so... Just today at my, at my mom's house, she was trying to walk down the stairs and she fell down head first and stood right back up and just picked up right where she left off and fell down again. And she... Yep, and then she throws little tantrums. Yeah, she is very spicy. But we love our little cow. Our our two girls could not be any more different. Yeah. Emery is, she's quiet. She's very, like, she's just very soft-spoken. She's very quiet. She's introvert. Just loves to just, like, be home. But Callie's funny. Emery, you can just, like, raise your eyebrow when she's in trouble, and she just automatically knows that she's, what she did was wrong. Callie... It's like we're still searching for a discipline method that works for Callie. <laughs> Callie's funny because she's a little bit more outgoing and will just be pushing her in the cart at the grocery store and she'll see hi. She'll, the random stager. Hi. 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 And the guy, and people are like, what? <laughs> sometimes people don't take to it too kindly, but sometimes she makes friends. Yeah. Callie is very social and just the complete opposite of Emery. She's loud. She's an extrovert. She's adventurous. Adventurous. She's so spicy. Um, but life would be boring without our little Callie Jean. Yep. She does make life pretty fun. Yeah. So now our girls are 
two and one. They're 16 months apart. Um, Emery will be three in September. Callie will be two in January. Um, but they are seriously our pride and joy. Yep. They they bring us so much laughter, so much joy. They're, um, they're always happy. They are always happy, even when they get in trouble or, you know, they're, as Emery would say, you crabby. <laughs> they're still fun. Yeah. And Callie's starting to come around with a little bit more of a personality or more of a kind of getting in that toddler stage, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Yeah. They they play together all the time. Em- they they love each other, there's no doubt. But Emery gets annoyed with Callie kind of quick because Callie is very persistent. Um, but Callie is just, like, obsessed with Emery. She just follows Emery everywhere. She always tries to hug Emery. She always tries to do what Emery does. She's always trying to wrestle Emery. Callie just thinks Emery hung the moon. Emery was in the little kiddie pool yesterday, and Callie kept splashing water on her. So Emery was getting all upset. So Emery walked away, and Callie found a little bucket, filled it up with water, and was carrying it over and tried to dump it on her. Oh, she didn't try. She did. No, this was that when you guys left, she grabbed the white Oh, so she did she it two walked, times She then. walked across the yard with a bucket of water to go splash Emery. I love that. But she she failed. She fell down. Okay, well, she failed that time, but she got her later when I was there. Yeah. When Emery's back was turned. Callie's a little prankster. Callie is a little prankster. She is 100 miles an hour. She's a laugh a minute. Um, she is... She's she's pretty stocky. She's she's got my build. Maybe. She's a bull in a china closet for sure. Yeah, she definitely has your build. Short little legs. Okay, <laughs> knock it off, please. <laughs> Our girls weigh the same. They're sixteen months apart, and they weigh the same. Emery is just so tiny, and Callie is just probably a, an average size kid. I have a normal sized torso with uh, tiny legs. It's true, and I so have, does Callie. I'm four foot seven. Okay, now you're lying. <laughs> But yes, our girls are our absolute world, and we we love every minute with them. And they are definitely getting to the stage where they're beginning to think that their daddy hung the moon. I don't know what that means. That means they're obsessed with you. They do love me. (laughs) I love coming home, and as soon as I walk in the door, they're like, Daddy! Both of them run to him. Daddy! Yeah, that's my favorite part of the day. It is so sweet. It's so sweet to see how they are starting to have that daddy-daughter bond. and um, They love to come sit on my lap. They do. They love to watch movies with you. They always try to get you to wrestle with them or chase them or throw them around. Or yep. Yeah. You're, you're an amazing dad, and I'm very thankful that my girls get to call you daddy. Thank you. You're welcome. You're an amazing mom, too. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah. Except for when you yell at me. Okay, here we go again. But we just wanted to take some time this episode and just talk about our little family. Um, bring you up to speed with my wiener dog search that has been complete and almost successful in August. In October. In August, she'll be born. Oh, yeah. So, yes, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of our little community. Um, I have so loved sharing my family with you. I have so loved sharing my story with you or our story with you. Um, but if you have like any episodes that you would like to hear or any topics that you want us to cover or touch on, please don't hesitate to message us or um, comment, whatever. Feel free to let us know what you want to hear. And um, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. Yep, leave a review if you feel up to it on any of our platforms, Apple or Spotify. It helps out a little bit, so it helps get this out to the world a little bit. So I think that's everything, right? Yeah, and with that, we will catch you next week. Bye.